Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The biggest thing that we do is we contact every one of our alumni every month. Uh, either myself or our board members picks up the phone and calls every veteran every month to make sure they're okay, see if there's anything they need, if their health is okay, uh, and, and to follow up with them to, to make sure they keep fishing. We, uh, we provide each veteran with uh, what we call a fishing tackle pack, which is a, a spinning rod and reel, a medium action spinning rod and reel, a tackle box that's loaded with tackle. I am Alan with Hook, Line, and Heroes, and this is the Tom Rowland Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. You know, the veteran community is a community that is close to my heart. These guys, they they sign on the dotted line. They go out. They defend our country. They make huge sacrifices and oftentimes come back with, with some issues that um, are kind of hard to deal with. PTSD, other issues. We're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. Um, and you know, there are individuals and organizations that are trying to help. And when I see an organization that's trying to help, especially when they try to do so through fishing, I am interested and want to talk to them about it. Hook, Line, and Heroes is one of those organizations. Alan McCoy is with us on the podcast today to tell us what he's doing to um, get these veterans out, take them fishing, um, reintegrate them into society in some in some instances, and otherwise just help them to relax and realize that People out there, like me, we love you, man. We love you. You're a veteran. You've done your, your, your service. We appreciate it. And we're behind you. We're with you. We love you. And, um, man, people like Alan are actually doing something about it and getting these guys out on the water and uh, showing them a good time. And in a lot of cases, that can be incredibly beneficial. So here's Alan McCoy with Hook, Line, and Heroes. So, Alan, how are you today? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Just coming off a uh, just coming off a veteran trip yesterday in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Off uh, we went offshore yesterday and uh, took out three veterans, all battle buddies from the uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Nice, and just had a fantastic day out on the water. Where Where did you fish out of in Charleston? We actually went out of Charleston Harbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went out about uh, about 40 miles, 40, 50 miles. We were pretty close to the Gulf Stream and um, fished. Uh, we did a little bit of trolling and then uh, did some bottom fishing uh, to uh, let them get a little bit of meat for the 
for the freezer as well. Had a had a just a fantastic day. The uh, the uh, weather was was a picture perfect day for us. The seas were just flat. You could have been out there on a kayak. It was nice. so flat, and um, we ended up catching uh, catching about a about an eighteen pound African pompano. All right, and uh, we caught seven kingfish. The biggest king was about thirty seven pounds. Yeah. And then limited out on uh, vermilion snapper. Caught some trigger fish. Even caught a uh, even caught a um, boat trader. America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over one hundred thousand boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit boattrader.com to get started. A uh, cobia, thirty-four inch cobia. We had to put him back. Nice. There's 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 a lot of African pompano up in that area, right? Not really. Uh, just starting to see them up this way. Uh, it's funny. Uh, the the guide that we used actually caught one two days ago that was about about the same size. It was in the twenty pound range. But um, you know, I've been fishing out of here for almost five years both inshore and offshore out of Charleston. And that's the first one I've seen here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Who do you fish with up there? um, When we go offshore, we go with a, uh, with a guide called four sons charters. Okay. Out of, uh, out of the uh, uh, Ripley's point Marina. And then uh, inshore uh, we've been using uh, it's called the real deal charters. Gotcha. Here in, in Charleston. And then uh, and then now um, starting actually Friday, uh, I'm actually going to be running charters out of Charleston as well. Inshore charters, redfish charters uh, as uh, cosmic pelican charters. All right. And um, I'll be working with with the real deal charters and uh, and then. I'll be doing our veteran trips as well to uh, to help us expand our our dollars a little bit more. Gotcha. So, so your yeah. veteran trips, you, that's the hook, line, and heroes? Yes. So yes. tell me how that started. What, what made well, you want to uh, do that? It's um, my father was a D-Day veteran, and uh, he went in on the second wave on Omaha Beach and fought in the Battle of the Bulge and a lot of the major battles. So I kind of grew up with a uh, with a uh, a family uh, background, so to speak, dealing with PTSD. Uh, back then, they called it uh, shell called shock. It shell shock. Yeah, shell shock. And uh, you know, forty years later, fifty years later, looking back, uh, and now dealing with PTSD veterans, I see all of the things that to me were normal when we were growing up, but were classic symptoms of PTSD. What would those be? Like what, um, when you, you know, that? some of the classic, classic symptoms are, are, are seclusion, um, not wanting a lot of social interaction, um, you know, very recluse at times, uh, you know, my growing up, my father worked and he came home and he stayed inside. I mean, yeah, we did things as a family, but uh, we didn't do a lot of social interaction uh, with with other families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, te- a flash temper, a hot tempered type of thing. Um, you know, that's that's a, a, a classic symptom as well. So, you know, I, I was a teenager during the Vietnam War. I saw our soldiers were treated in the Vietnam War. And um, about six years ago, uh, I started seeing the way that our that our, our society was, uh, for lack of a better term, forgetting or ignoring our heroes when they came back from from Iraq, Afghanistan, and so forth, especially our wounded veterans. And um, so. Uh, being a, a, a strong faith background, uh, you know, Hook, Line, and Heroes was kind of call, a calling for me. I've, I've fished my entire life, grew up in South Florida, fished the Keys, fished Florida, fished the West Coast, 
And, uh, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, God kind of said, Hey, you know, you need to take your passions and you need to do something with them. And, uh, so after a lot of, uh, a lot of research and a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, prayer, uh, and, and actually I was inspired by a, uh, by a show that I saw on TV, uh, with a, uh, a professional bass fisherman who took a veteran out fishing and the bonding that they had, uh, I decided that, uh, that that's what our guys needed. They needed an opportunity to, to get out on the water and, you know, it's, it's statistically proven that water is therapeutic. Mm. Uh, it provides relaxation. And so I, tr- I started, started talking with my family, started trying to figure out a way that we could do something that <clears throat> accomplished a couple of things. First of all, is we wanted to provide that, that be able to provide that therapy that, that our guys need the, the, the ability to get out and, and, and relax. One of the classic symptoms of, of PTSD is really the same as, as uh, severe depression in that you, you, for lack of a better term, cannot get away from your own mind. Your mind races all the time. So, you know, I wanted to do something that was going to provide some relaxation if, if even just for a day. Uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to do was, was get them out into the, into the, uh, obviously the beauty of, of the different waterways, a, a bucket list type thing for them. And then the last thing that I wanted to do was make it so they were the point of focus. Um, it wasn't a fish and forget organization. It was an organization that continued the relationship after the fishing trip. Hmm. How do you do that? Uh, uh, we, um, we do it in many ways. The biggest thing that we do is we contact every one of our alumni every month, uh, either myself or our board members picks up the phone and calls every veteran every month to make sure they're okay. See if there's anything they need, if their health is okay. Uh, and, and to follow up with them to, to make sure they keep fishing. We, uh, we provide each veteran with uh, what we call a fishing tackle pack, which is a, a spinning rod and reel, a medium action spinning rod and reel, a tackle box that's loaded with tackle. And we want them to keep fishing. We want them to get out, even if it's by themselves, but to keep fishing and keep getting out on the water and relaxing. And then the other thing we give them is we give them a Bible. Uh, we recognize that there are many different religion, religions and, uh, and many different beliefs. And uh, so we just give them the basis that they need if, if they want to study and read the Bible and, and have a relationship with God. We believe that, that that is very beneficial in the healing process. So we provide them with those tools. Um, we also have a newsletter that we put out quarterly. And uh, we highlight trips from the past. We highlight current trips. We have a weekly Throwback Thursday post on all our social media where we highlight past trips and, uh, and reach out to our, to our veterans through social media. Mm-hmm. We do a lot on, uh, on social media, on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, um, and Instagram. So how, um, how many trips have you done? Um, we've doubled in size every year. This year we'll do, uh, right around 40 trips, 40 trips. Wow. And a trip would be like a single person or would that be a group of people or what would Uh, that typically, typically it's Mm one-on-one. Um, we like, like it to be one-on-one if it's an offshore trip, like we did yesterday, uh, to, to justify the expense. If we have two veterans that want to go offshore in the same very same area, we will partner them up and then we will, we'll do two veterans when we go offshore. Rarely do we do anything more than that because then it's difficult for me to provide them with the, with the attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, typically when we go out on a trip, uh, I will not fish 
until the end of the day when everybody else is getting tired. That's when I'll, I'll do a little bit of fishing to get my, my fishing fix for the day. But um, <clears throat> as the uh, as the the lead, the founder, the president, you know, my role is to, uh, for lack of a better term, love on these guys and give them attention that that they deserve, and uh, and and basically uh, cater to them all day long. Mm-hmm. How so, uh, how does somebody find out about that? Like what what? How does a veteran get in touch with your with your organization or or even find out that it even exists? Well, we, uh, we have a website, which is www.hooklineandheroes.org. Uh, we're a 501c3, and uh, they can go on there and they can see our mission. They can see who our list of sponsors are. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. See, uh, see what we're about. And then there is a nomination form on there. It's a very simple single-page nomination form where they can uh, – can tell us a little bit about them. Tell us what their what their disability rating is, uh, things like that. Or someone can can nominate somebody mm-hmm. using the same form to to do that. And once that happens, that comes to my cell phone, and within 24 hours, I reach out to them and start the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I send them an application uh, that they have to complete and. The application is more, uh, more tells me information about them that helps me plan the trip, mm-hmm. uh, helps me provide the best guide that I can provide, uh, you know, make sure that it's a comfortable trip for them. And I can look at their disability and make a decision whether they shouldn't go offshore or, or whatever. Right. You know, depending on depending on things. And then they have to send me uh, uh, proof of disability. Uh, They have to send me a copy of their DD-214, which is their discharge papers, just for a vetting process uh, so that I can make sure that they are who they say they are. We probably get we probably get 10 applications a year where uh, when I ask for that information, they just drop off the face of the earth. Huh. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's That's people crazy. out there trying to get stuff for free all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that you mentioned earlier, which I, you know, is, is kind of interesting. And I've worked with uh, a lot of other um, veteran organizations to provide service dogs. We've done shows with Wounded Warrior Foundation and and uh, Healing uh, Heroes, I think it was called. Um and and it's been very rewarding to do that. And it's something that's close to my heart as well. But when you were talking about like some of the, the, the symptoms you were saying that like reclusive behavior, um, not necessarily being antisocial, but also kind of not really, maybe just, maybe you just say refraining from so, social situations. A lot of times, um, a lot of times the veterans are, you know, very, um, um, self-sufficient or they, they have been all of their life. They're, they're, they're people that, didn't really need a lot of help. And so a lot of times it's, it's difficult for someone like that to reach out for help. Those are, mm-hmm. those are things that we've encountered in these other organizations. And so that's why I was asking, like, you know, it's one thing to, once you get the, the, the paperwork and everything and someone has actually filled it out and, oh yeah, now, now it's a, I can see how that process would, 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 would go, you know, and you can find the right trip and, and, things can progress nicely. But what about the people that just are reluctant to, to go into a social situation or reluctant to reach out for help? How, do you have any, any uh, strategies to, to get in front of those people? I mean, that, that one form that you have is pretty nice if somebody can nominate somebody uh, that they see as having some, some issues or might benefit from your program. But what what is I mean that's like a bigger question, um, not just to your organization, but overall. Like, how do you make contact? You well, know? for for me, um, fortunately, so far, um, many, if not most, of the people that we have taken out have been up and down the East Coast, mm. and um, you know I. I continue, I hold on to the applications or the nomination forms and I continue to call. I continue to email. 
uh, each of the nominees. And, and in a lot of cases, um, you know, there's, there's, there's varying reasons, but, uh, in a lot of cases over time, I gain their confidence because I continue to follow up and continue to show that I care. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are, there are, um, there are instances where people are moving. There are instances, you know, I have a gentleman right now that, uh, for six or seven months, every time we, we start talking about a a trip, he, something happens and he has to have a surgery or Mm -hmm. he gets sick or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's gotten to the point now where, where the conversations aren't as much about fishing as they are about how he's doing and things are going on in his life and, uh, and so forth and so on. And, 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 and he knows, and we both know that in time, he's going to get to a point where we can go fishing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I think more than anything, you know, I don't push them to get in front of them, uh, by any means. Uh, if the opportunity arises, I certainly will, uh, meet up with them and take them for lunch. If I, if I'm in an area and I can meet up with them, uh, I will do that because I want to, uh, you know, I believe in the, in the, in the face-to-face aspect, uh, more than telephone. I'll even zoom with them if, if I can, mm-hmm. uh, but more than anything, it's just what I found is it's just staying in touch with them. You know, the way I look at it is, if somebody has taken the time to reach out through the, through the nomination process, then that's signifying to me that, that, that they need the help or they recognize the help. So I'm going to continue to do everything that I can do to make that happen for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it continues, if the process continues, I mean, you know, there gets, it gets to a point in, in conversations, the more you get to know people that, you know, they're not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. And, you know, so in a, in a situation like that, then I'll work to make it easier for them. And, and I'll make it so that I can get them on the water Mm -hmm. because my ultimate goal is to get them on the water and, and get them to relax and get them to, to, for lack of a better term, re-engage because the, the military does a terrible, terrible job of that. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. And uh, of of getting them to re-engage back into society. Oh, oh yeah. They, uh, you know, and I was just funny. I was just having this conversation last night with, uh, with the guys that I fished with yesterday, you know, when, and most people don't know how the process works. I didn't serve, but I've been around it long enough that I know the process from, from what people have told me and what my, my dad experienced. But basically when you go into the military in the boot camp, they tear you down and, and they basically, create a new family for you. Uh, you still have your, your biological family, but your family now becomes your brothers and sisters in the military. You go to, to battle, you get deployed and you go to battle and you lose your brothers and sisters. That's a traumatic experience, which is the cause for PTSD in a lot of cases 
or most cases, they don't tell you how to re-engage back into society when you come back. Uh, they have a week-long program. I can't remember what it's called now, but they but they basically say, okay, here's your VA hospital, here's your advocates, here's the people that that can help you uh, re-engage, and if you need help, they can provide help for you. But they don't sit down with you and teach you how to to adjust to situations and how to re-engage with society and and what to expect. Once you're gone uh, and you're separated from your military family. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, that's why I am so passionate about this, because I believe that that the time on the water allows them a a period of, of relaxation to get away from all of the the stress in their mind with trying to readjust and trying to re-engage and, you know, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? Um, you know, one of the things that I hear so much about is, is, uh, guys that come back from a deployment and within a year they're divorced Hmm, Yeah, because they just, you know, they, they don't want to talk about what they've been through, but at the same time, their wife or their spouse um, doesn't know how, doesn't understand that they don't want to talk about that. And so they don't, they don't learn how to reintegrate into the, into the marriage, into life, into business, whatever, you know, they're, they're torn down and, and, and made for, and this is a poor terminology, but it's the truth. They're made killers. Their, their job is to defend the country and serve their new family and, and defend if it means taking a life. So that adjustment back and forth in, or back into society is very difficult. Yeah. If not, in a lot of cases, to, uh, impossible. Then they go to the VA and, and all the VA does is pump them full of drugs, you know, numbs them basically. Yeah. What, um, what kind of success stories have you seen through your, your organization or others that, that take people fishing and get them on the water? We, we, we try to post a lot of, um, we, we try to post a lot of the, the comments that our veterans make. One of the things that, uh, that we, we ask them, uh, at the end of the trip is, you know, what, what was the most, uh, the, the most exciting part of the trip, uh, we asked them what they would tell another veteran about, about a trip. And that's how we gauge how their experience was uh, and what benefit it was to them. And, and what we hear, what we hear often is the, the relaxation and the camaraderie makes them feel normal again. Um, having the ability to just get out and laugh and have a good time. So, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I don't know how to, how to gate. I mean, you, one of the problems that we have, uh, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the grant world is we can't gauge the, we can't measure metrically the success you can only measure it by how the vet, veteran reacts and how they react on down the road, how they tell people about it, how they how they support and praise the organization. Hmm. And but have you seen, you know, certain veterans that you've that you've taken fishing and 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 you have noticed a, a, a major change in them or maybe you take oh, them multiple times and ab- absolutely. I mean, um up until this point, now that I have my captain's license, um, I haven't taken them multiple times, but I see them getting involved in other activities that we do. Um, I guess probably the big, the biggest success story that I always share with people is um, a Purple Heart veteran 
uh, we take a lot of Purple Heart veterans, and uh, one of our Purple Heart veterans hadn't fished since the Vietnam War. Mm. <laughs> he grew up on the lake, and after the Vietnam War, he uh, he said all he wanted to do was just stay in the house and and walk his dog. And um, after fishing with us, he carries his rod and reel in his car and his tackle box, and he fishes twice a week. And if he if he passes a pond, he stops and he fishes. And, uh, you know, his comment to me was, um, you gave me an opportunity to to feel normal and realize that I can enjoy life outside the house again. Wow. That's, that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's awesome. You mentioned other activities that you do. What else do you do for them? Um, we do. Um, we have a, a, an event that's coming up in, uh, in about three weeks. We do a fishing day for blind veterans hmm. where we, uh, we, get, uh, we get all of our blind veterans from our geographical area together on a lake and we provide buddies for them. And uh, we do a barbecue lunch and we just let them all fish all day long. Uh, our many, if not most of our blind veterans, uh, do not want to go on boats, uh, simply because, uh, to put it in their words, even though I have a life jacket on, if I fall overboard, which way do I swim? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, however, I have to say we did take a veteran, a uh, blind veteran offshore, off of North Carolina about, uh, about six weeks ago and he had a fantastic time, but, uh, you know, so we provide the, um, we provide the day fishing day for the visually impaired. Uh, we do a barbecue once a year for the military order of the purple heart, uh, where we, we invite, uh, we've got about, um, in that organization about i think 275 members in the charlotte north carolina area so we do a barbecue for them once a year and then we do <coughs> excuse me twice a year we do uh, alumni events where we get our veterans together that we've taken out and uh, we usually get a venue on the water where they can fish and just have a day giving them an opportunity to have peer-to-peer -peer conversation and have their families there and relax on the water. Hmm. You know, so. I have a, a, a friend through the podcast. He's from Canada. His name's Lawrence Gunther, and he is an extremely accomplished blind angler. Um, he might be a great person to have as a speaker or, uh, or a guest at that organization, you know, at that function, um, yeah. he, he would be, he would be great. Um, you should look him up, Lawrence Gunther, and he's got like a, a TV show and a podcast up in Canada. I think it's called Bluefish something. So Lawrence, I think would be a, an excellent uh, connection for you, especially in the, yeah. in the blind angling world. He's man, that guy's incredible. He, um, he fishes all, all, all kinds of water. Like he has this, this dog, that, uh, that helps him and he can go and fish trout rivers by himself. He has a, he fishes in bass tournaments and, and all kinds of stuff. And he usually has a, a, a partner that, you know, can, can drive the boat or whatever, but it's his rig. And he, man, that guy's incredible what he has, uh, been able to do. And then overall, just his attitude about, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, look at it as a disability at all, which is right. the, the case with, with a lot of people like my friend Kyle Maynard, who was born a, a congenital quadriplegic amputee and the guys yeah. climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and he's, uh, we went snorkeling and fishing in the keys and he's done so many other things. He was a wrestler and he has, you know, the, the, um, he, he won an SB award and he's just done some really cool stuff, including writing a book and, and doing, lots and lots of things. And, and he also works a lot with the veterans, uh, because he just has a different perspective on it. You know, he was born that way. He didn't yeah. lose his, his arms or legs. He was born that way. And so he, he has a, a, a special connection to people that come back, you know, that, that have lost limbs or whatever. And they look at him and he's like, man, I can do anything, you know, like yeah. 
this isn't a disability. What, what Kyle Maynard says is uh, that always has stuck with me. He's like, <laughs> I don't have a disability. He's like the people that have negative self-talk, the people that, that uh, have poor attitudes, that's a disability. This, I don't have arms and legs. That's, that's an inconvenience. That's what he said. And I was like, wow, that's, that's yeah, an amazing one of the things, attitude. <laughs> excuse me. One of the things that I always talk when we take out a, uh, a, a catastrophically wounded veteran that's lost limbs or, uh, or lost uh, use of a limb. One of the things that I always seem to seem to get on a conversation with them about is the many blessings that they have, even though they have a loss, the many blessings that they have and how they can use those blessings to create a positive impact on other people. And, uh, you know, it, it's much like giving, uh, much like, you know, what we do through hook, line and heroes, you know, when you're, when you're able to help somebody or help somebody feel better about themselves, then, uh, that kind of, that kind of heals other wounds, so to speak. And so that's what I try to encourage them to do is to is to use their gifts and use their abilities to be able to help others cope. Yeah, that's a that's a good strategy. You know, anytime. I mean, whenever you're feeling down, if you can help somebody else, all of a sudden you you certainly feel better yourself. Um, Absolutely. So what's the what's the future here? What do you what do you expect or hope for your your organization? Uh, how many people do you hope to help in the in the future? How do you grow? What do you, what do you, what is going on? Well, there? we're we're um, we're obviously we want to grow. We've doubled in size every year since uh, since we started. Uh, you know, our 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 ultimate goal is to go nationwide. Uh, you know, the, the biggest hurdle at this point for us is, is funding. Uh, you know, we're hundred percent volunteer, everything, uh, everything that we do is based off of fundraising and based off of corporate donations and, and private donations. Uh, a little bit about 87% of all of our donations go right back to the veteran uh, which is very high, uh, you know, being 100% volunteer, we have very little overhead. So, you know, uh, the, the next steps are being able to monetarily, uh, as we get applications in from around the country, uh, which we are getting, uh, to be able to fly them to destinations and, and or me go to them to destinations. Uh, you know, it's 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 a monetary thing. I mean, a perfect example that I have right now is when I interview the when I interview the vet, the veterans. Uh, you know, I ask them what their what's your bucket list item for fishing, mm. and I want to take them. We want it to be a fishing experience for them that they will never forget, and. Uh, so I have two veterans in Texas right now that their bucket list item is to go fishing in the Florida Keys. Nice. And so I'm trying to raise money to make that happen. And, um, you know, it's for us being in North Carolina and them being in Texas, uh, the logistics to get them and get us all in that place at the same time, not to mention the fact that the, uh, accommodations and the keys are, are quite expensive. We just monetarily can't pull it together right now. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, that's kind of our next step to, to, to raise our donation level to where we can do that. And then our ultimate, my ultimate goal, uh, when I founded book line and heroes is, you know, if, if, if somebody wants to go, uh, to Costa Rica sail fishing, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to provide that experience of a lifetime for our veterans. You know, people don't understand the sacrifice that our veterans give by signing on the line and agreeing to protect our country. You know, you're, you're essentially putting your life and your family on hold to go and serve. And, you know, from my perspective, there isn't enough 
that we can do as Americans to show the respect and to pay our veterans back for what they do. Whether they're deployed and in, in combat or not, it's still a sacrifice to serve in the military and agree to protect our country. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For sure. I mean, lots of sacrifices. Not only uh, are you risking your life, but you're also, you know, you're not getting paid a lot. Even, even the high-level operators are not getting paid much. And, you know, there are benefits and, and other things, but, you know, high-level operators um it's a life that they're choosing and it's 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 a great life and it's a great job and but but it doesn't reward you financially like being a football star or a a baseball star even though these guys are stars uh of their own right in a in an incredibly competitive and incredibly physical uh endeavor where only a few are selected they're not rewarded financially like yeah. like we do actors and and yeah. and athletes and 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 other you know people that that don't even have the skills that that these people have yeah. and yeah. um yeah it's a it's certainly you know it's a choice uh for sure but they're they're definitely not being compensated. So there's there's um or compensated to the to the degree that per, I I think that they should be. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But then, then there's um you know there's there's also the way that that society and and uh, um just people in general kind of view veterans today, and you know they should be the the hero. I mean, they, they are the hero to, to a large portion portion of the, of the country, but other people don't necessarily see it that way, I think. And that's kind of a a sad commentary on the, on the current, um, current situation. We're we're fortunate that we're part of the, of the fishing community and the, the fishing community has a huge heart for our veterans. Uh, I have yet to meet someone, whether it's, uh, you know, in person in a particular town or even at ICAST. I was just at at ICAST a couple of weeks ago and everybody you talk to um, in the fishing community has a heart for our veterans. And I I love that. Mm -hmm. I just really love that. And they have a heart for our country. Yeah. What about the guides and the the way that you're putting these um, these trips together? Are you? asking the guides to donate their time or are you compensating the guides or are they willingly donating their time? How does that work? Uh, no, the majority, um, the majority uh, it's full price and uh, we're compensating them for what we do. That's uh, that's our biggest expense mm-hmm. is, uh, is the guides and, uh, and the ability to, to provide the, uh, the best guide possible. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I try, I spend a lot of time trying to match up the guide and the boat to a specific species of fish that the veteran would like to catch and, um, and, and finding the best option. And, you know, once in a while we'll get a 10% veteran discount, but the majority of the time it's, it's full price. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of expenses that go into sure. being a fishing guide. Yeah. Of course, it's, it certainly is a, as an offshore guide, but one, one idea, you know, could be that, you know, if you found um, a group of guides scattered across the country that felt strongly about, um, you know, giving back to the veteran community, maybe you could get like, a guide to donate just one day of the year or maybe donate just his fee, you know, maybe, maybe the yep. fuel's paid for and everything else is paid for. But if you had, 
you know, you got 300 guys that donate one day a year. Now yep. you have 300 days that Absolutely. you can go, you can go fishing and, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask um, the guide community to do that because uh, the guide community has been, it's been, been tough, you know, with COVID sure. uh, with water uh, issues lately. It's been, it's been very d- difficult, but I know that the guide community has been a strong supporter of a lot of uh, charity organizations, a lot of yep. veteran organizations. And yes, they just, are just an idea. You know, if you had, even if you had, even if you had, you know, 10 guys donate yeah. one day, just one day, well, you know, well, to be, to be honest with you, Tom, I don't ask, um, you know, everybody's got to make a living. Right. And, and, and I don't ask the guides to, to donate, you know, if somebody, if somebody wants to do it and they, and that's something that they want to do in their heart, that's great. But, you know, that's part of what we do. And that's, that's part of our organization and that expense is built in. And, um, and I'm going to pay what we have to pay because, that's what's most important to our veteran. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you also want to support the, the guides so that they yeah, want absolutely. to work with you and continue to work with you and answer the phone when, yeah. when, yeah. uh, when they see it's, you know, a number instead of being like, Oh man, that's going to be a, yeah. it's going to be a free trip. I don't well, know. If I can and do they that. have fun with us. I mean, you know, uh, four sons charters that, uh, that I used yesterday, that's, this is our sixth trip with them. Nice. And, uh, so that, you know, they know, that when I call that we're going to have a good time and, you know, that I'm there to help them. I'm a, I'm a second mate for lack of a better term. And, uh, and I'm there to, to help them be successful as well. So not to mention the fact that we promote our guides on our social media. If there's specific guides that we use in a certain area, we promote them through social media as well. So. Well, have you found that uh, there's a certain type of trip or a certain maybe inshore versus offshore or freshwater versus saltwater or um, something that that has been kind of more effective than than others? Or or you just kind of basing what you do based upon what the veteran uh, voices as as their bucket list kind of thing that they'd like to do? Um, probably 90% of what we do is based on what the veteran wants to do. Um, you know, typically, excuse me, typically they're not specific as far as the, the types of fish that they want to catch as much as they'll say, Oh, I'd love to go offshore, uh, in Charleston, or I'd love, love to go offshore North Carolina, or I'd love to go offshore uh, in Stewart, Florida or, or whatever. And then, you know, and then we work from there to, to identify, you know, specific species or, or what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, offshore has been very big this year. Uh, in years past, we've done uh, a kind of a, a 60, 40 mix of freshwater, uh, 60% saltwater, 40% freshwater. This year it's been 95% saltwater. And, uh, we've done trips from, uh, this year we've done trips from Stewart, Florida, all the way to the North Carolina coast, uh, all up and down the East coast. And, uh, in the past, uh, redfish trips have been big for us, backcountry mm-hmm. redfishing trips, uh, this year, it hasn't been as big. Most everybody has wanted to fish offshore this year. Hmm. So, um, which is which is interesting to me because, you know, in the past, we've had the 60-40 mix. And so that's what we budget for. And then when you get into the meat and potatoes of the year and everybody wants to fish offshore, then it's like, uh oh, I need to go. I need to get more active in yeah. fundraising, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. The offshore is definitely more expensive, especially yeah, where yeah. you are, man. It's, it's a hundred miles out there where you can, yeah, where you yeah, can get into deep water. I've fished up there yeah. a, a little bit and, uh, man, the, the long, long boat rides up there compared to the key. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yesterday we ran two hours to get out to the fishing spot and, uh, you know, it's funny two hours off of Charleston, you're in 90 feet of water. I know. <laughs> you know, that's I all know. two hours <laughs> off of Key West. You're in, you're, you're past Cuba. 
Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's for gone, sure. Gone a long way. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a calling for me. And so uh, as a result, I, I am, I am retired. And uh, so I have no problems fishing anywhere. I love to fish and um, you know, I, I fish every day. And uh, if somebody says I want to go to Pensacola or to, to Panama city or, or wherever, uh, if I can make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. Awesome, and, man. Uh, well, you know, so. I love what you're doing for the veterans. Um, that's something that, that is, is close to my heart as well. And, um, you know, you're making a difference if it's, uh, if it's to a few people or to a lot of people or, you know, it's, it's, it, you're making a difference and, and, uh, I appreciate that very much. So I wish you the best of luck in, in what you're doing. How do, um, how do people help your cause? Uh, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can contact me at Alan at hooklineandheroes.org, or they can uh, reach out to me by cell phone, 704. 591-5129. Uh, I mentioned our website earlier, www.hooklineandheroes.org. There is a donate tab on there where they can donate. And then we also have a uh, monthly giving program called Healing Heroes. If, uh, if somebody wants to just make a $25 a month donation, uh, you know, that helps a lot, helps a lot when you get, you know, like you were talking about the guides, uh, if you get uh, a lot of people making $20 a month donations, mm-hmm. it, uh, it helps out. So uh, a lot of different ways. Uh, I love to, uh, I love to talk to corporations. I love to talk to individuals. I urge them to reach out to me and, uh, and talk to them. I uh, love to do zoom calls to, to talk about what we do. And, um, you know, if, if the opportunity arises, I'll get on my truck and, and, uh, <laughs> drive and meet face to face with somebody. Uh, I don't, don't have a problem. I love networking and I love uh, talking to people. So. That's awesome. Well, I hope what you do continues to double in size every single year and, and, uh, you, you double, double next year and take twice as many people fishing. I know there's plenty of people out there that could, that could use it. Um, so thanks, Alan. I appreciate you coming on and, and telling us about what you're doing and, um, you know, best of luck to, to you and the organization and certainly best of luck to all the veterans out there, whether you're taking part in this or taking part in something else. We're with you, man. We love you and we appreciate you and thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on and appreciate the time. You bet. And, uh, have a great day. You bet. All right. Thanks. thanks.